You're listening to the Gamer Podcast. I'm Eric from the Gamer.com editorial team. And just as a heads up, later on in the show during our discussion of seafood, there's a bit of rough audio, so we want to apologize for that. With that said, let's start the show. You know, I'm starting to think we need a more official opening for the show, like, coming to you live from the Gamer Podcast Studio, you know, something (laughs) like that. We need a jingle. Breaking gamer news. (laughs) We're your news team. It's Eve Andervald. Hello. George Foster. Hello. And Jamie Latour. Good afternoon. Here are your top gamer stories. Uh, okay, so Cyberpunk got a 50 gig patch yesterday. Uh, big numbers. Yeah, I think it might have been bigger on PlayStation. I think it was like 45 on Steam. And they did a live stream uh, going over everything. And you know what? It's way more than I ever thought that they were going to fix in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we we can debate how big these changes are, but... They're bigger than I expected Cyberpunk yeah. would ever get. I thought they were just going to leave it alone. I thought I was just like, ah, we screwed that one up. Moving on. <laughs> I knew things were going to get smoothed out. I did not expect to get, for instance, a total rework of the skill tree, mm. which was one of the first things they talked about. It, it um, needed it. Cool. There's kind of there's like two categories here. There's like polish, and then there's like rework. So... Yeah. There's there's cool stuff like all the motorcycles now have the like Tron inner wheel lighting. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. And it's you know that doesn't do anything, but it's nice. <laughs> that's a nice thing to do. <laughs> I'm not complaining about that. Look at they just add stuff that looks cool. Yeah, and then other stuff like the skill tree. There's other stuff that's like pretty major. Like the crowds are all completely reworked like now they don't you know how before they would just if you like fired a gun everyone around you would just do the same crouch animation like right <laughs> there, like just 20 people just cowering right there well now they actually like do stuff like some will run away some will try to fight you you know they've like they've done a lot of like gta overhauls uh same with uh cars if you are like being erratic or whatever some other cars will like freak out too and like they'll start swerving around or it's it's so difficult for me to praise these changes because everything you're saying is like stuff that any open world game did years ago. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. But I just didn't think these things were going to actually happen. Yeah. I thought they were going to like smooth out the frame rates, you know, fix the broken quest lines. But they're actually like, okay, let's actually make Cyberpunk a, a, a decent game. Now, yeah. they're not they're not going to fix all the racism and transphobia. <laughs> That's that's that pretty too cool much the experience. Work, you know? yeah, that, that would be too much to go into. That stuff's hard coded in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's new content here too. It's not just fixes. Um, they've added a lot to this like romance system. Um, you will get uh, texts from your romantic partner, and apparently, uh, Panem will send lewds. Oh, oh, I am downloading it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go for Cyberpunk. Yeah. 
I have I haven't seen the lewds. I saw the headlines. Is is she the one you can only date if you're a guy, or you can only date her if you're a girl? I uh, I think Judy. Judy's yeah. the one you can only be a girl with. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Judy's great. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Judy's um, like one of the best characters. There's more gigs, and when you finish all the gigs for one, what are they called? The enforcers or whatever, Fixes. like the fixers. When you finish all of their gigs, that you get an unlock, like you get gear from them, special gear. They've rewired uh, the economy a bit as well, haven't they? That's cool. Yep. Yeah the uh, the cards are a lot cheaper. There's uh, just like better balance for like quest rewards and um, buying and selling shit. Uh, you can change your appearance. Finally. Hey, remember when yeah. remember when Cyberpunk came out and you couldn't change your appearance? You were just stuck yeah, whatever bullshit you put in. I didn't get the game on launch at launch because um, obviously it released on PS4 and like Sony pulled it, saying, "All right, no, yeah. don't uh, buy yeah. this game." That at the time, that's the only console I had that could have even possibly run it. So I've not oh, actually probably played the game. And when I heard you couldn't, yeah, like change your hairstyle even like the most minimum yeah. of things i thought like how mm. on earth is this meant to be like the rpg what on earth yeah so yeah glad they finally had that yeah i think it's a little too little too late basically at this point like it's been a year i don't think like even this is great they, they made the game go from mediocre to okay uh it's still not going to be enough to get me to go back to cyberpunk at all mm. uh it's it's worth mentioning that that the the next gen update was part of this too. So yeah. we finally have our Xbox Series S and PS5 it's versions of the game. Finally happening. Yeah. So I you know, there are certainly people that were holding out for that. And I mean, this is as good a time as we're gonna get to play vanilla cyberpunk, right? Like I'm definitely gonna be jumping into it. Um because I yeah, I managed to get myself a PS5, and I was like, I'll wait until I've got one, mm-hmm. and until the next gen version comes out to play it. And um, yeah, my housemate kind of in a drunken stupor one night accidentally bought it on my PS4 a while ago, so I just nice. happened to have the game anyway. Yeah, where well, he yeah. used my he used my credit card to do it. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> yeah. so, so you bought like the game. A, I bought the game. Yeah, for us. No. Um, in a yeah, you but, accidentally yeah. bought the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, with all these changes, like you know, as much as I I rib on the state the game launched, and I definitely am actually excited to to give this iteration of it a go. I think it I think it, it looks more like the game that was promised. Yeah. I said new gigs. I, I misread that. There are not new gigs. However, there is a, a slow walk. Oh, yeah. Stylish. There's new apartments. Yep. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's good. I Again, think... all, all these features, like taking it from a mediocre game to just okay. <laughs> this is a, yeah, this is a, I haven't played Cyberpunk. I've been waiting until they fix it, and this is your moment. Not, yeah. not I already played Cyberpunk. Is it time to play it again? I don't think so. No. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it doesn't sound like they've changed so much as to make it a new game. It does just seem like, yeah, a better version of the game, which I guess is what, they promised. That's so. good. Yeah. That they, yeah. That's what they said this patch would be. There is a uh, free five hour trial, uh, which I think was pretty smart for them to do. Damn. You can 
see for yourself that it's uh, new and improved. Also, five hours. You could. I'm sure there's speedrunners out there that could <laughs> play yeah. play the whole game. Right. Yeah. Five yeah. hours is a long a trial. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't walled anything off. So um, yeah, I think Rhiannon actually just published the story on that. Uh, so yeah, you you can in theory beat the game. You with can speed run play strats. the whole game for free. <laughs> That's, that's I hope that's run. a new speedrun category. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those uh, speedruns. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, we found out yesterday that Nintendo is shutting down the Wii U and 3DS eShops mm-hmm. March of next year, 2023. Hmm. Hmm. The 3DS one shocks me because I thought that that still had a bit of a like an install base. Uh, Wii U, I'm surprised that was still going. <laughs> like that, I thought that was just dead, dead. The this sucks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Both 100%. both the Wii yeah. U and the 3DS eShops have so much shit that's not on the Switch. Yeah, this isn't a case of like that. It's just outdated and it's time to move on. Like there is stuff that w- is just lost forever now. Uh, or, you know, will be. Um, especially, like, like big stuff. Like, the Metroid Prime trilogy is on the Wii U eShop. You know? Okay. Oh. Yeah, that one's fun. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, uh, Wind Waker. Idea. Wind Waker HD is on there. Uh, Twilight Princess. Like, all the Zelda games. Like, there's a lot of shit <laughs> that's on the Wii U shop that is not on the Switch. And I don't know if it ever will be. Did the Wind Waker remake or HD remake never come to the Switch? No. no oh. All we got was uh, Twilight Prince. Oh, uh, no, all we got was Skyward Sword. Skyward huh. Sword's all we've gotten. Yeah, I is maybe maybe the uh, N64 version of Ocarina of Time is on uh, Nintendo Switch Online? Possibly? Oh, uh, I think it is, yeah. The, the yeah, and thing- I... That, that thing they're doing where they give you like a couple of games every month or however long it is. Yeah, so there's like the subscription thing where you can play that, but like the mm. the 3D version of it is trapped on a 3DS mm. of that Amajora's mask. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, it's it's that's... it reminds me of when um uh back when Kirk broke the news of like the PS3 and PS Vita stores shutting down. Mm. And, and there was massive backlash to that because it was just like you're just going to make so many games completely unplayable and it's just so disappointing that game video game companies have no interest in preserving their own history because they don't see profit in it yeah especially Nintendo yeah. Sony did reverse that yeah uh, for now yeah I, I doubt Nintendo will yeah, Nintendo never really seems all that concerned with preserving anything. Like they closed down the the Wii uh, store, like with like it was nothing. And uh, in this case, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. It's just a Nintendo thing to do. Yeah, it's it's interesting how they seem to maintain a lot of like business philosophy from the physical game era. Whereas, like, our expectations of their responsibility changes in a digital era where preservation is possible, you know? Like, we don't expect every Super Nintendo game to be on the N64. Like, that's Mm. just not how things worked. Um, But they also didn't 
um, go to every store in the world and take all the Super Nintendo games away. Yeah. You know, yeah, those things are still out in the wild. Like you could still, of course, you money, but you could still track them now and play them yeah. on their original consoles if you, you really can to. find Super Nintendo games. But once once the Wii U shop goes away, those games are just gone, deleted mm-hmm. from existence. Think- uh, and that's bad. Like they have they they should take the responsibility to preserve these games, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, they should. But, and this is yeah. why we celebrate the pirates <laughs> like this is this, god bless yeah. the internet pirates this is why people that steal these games and decode them and preserve them are heroes um and it shouldn't it shouldn't we shouldn't rely on criminals to, to <laughs> keep these games preserved but if nintendo's not going to do it at least somebody is I think in the UK, I'm not 100% sure on this. This is not legal advice. But I think in the UK, <laughs> not a lawyer. you are allowed to own a like a like a digital copy basically of a game you've bought. Um so like I've got a copy of um Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle-earth 2, for example. Like I I know, I've bought a copy of that. I own it, but my current laptop doesn't have a disk drive. So apparently, legally, I am allowed to download um, a version of that game because I have the disc. Like it's seen as sort of oh, is that true? you taking the preservation of your own physical media into your own hands. Yeah, because like, if the disc breaks or something, and like you know whoever developed the game isn't making them anymore, there's none in circulation, then I'm just screwed. But I did buy that product, so like I own the product. I can't share that or distribute it. But apparently, I am allowed to have a digital backup. Huh. So I think with a lot of this kind of piracy and emulation talk, like if you do own a game, then I think there's absolutely no nothing. I would say there's nothing morally or ethically wrong with also owning a digital copy, like for your own for your own insurance. From an ethical standpoint, no, of course not. Now, like legally, they're never going to come after you for having one. They're yeah. only ever going to go after the people that make them, True. the people that are actually <laughs> preserving them. Yeah. As we just saw with uh with Mr. Bowser. Mm. Oh yeah, he yeah, got probably done, didn't he? Poor Gary. Yeah, I don't think we talked about this last week, uh, but Nintendo hacker, prolific uh Nintendo pirate was put away for uh three years and then Nintendo lobbied to extend that to five years. And then celebrated it. Thanks thanked the uh the FBI <laughs> for catching this guy for them. And, and then, a, and then a week away. later, announced, "Hey, you know what? That guy was right because we are pulling support for all of these games." <laughs> yeah. And the only like, it's yeah, it's a big warning. Like, hey, don't try and preserve the games we're not bothering to preserve because we'll send you down if you do. Yeah, so anti-consumer. Okay, here's another thing we never stop talking about: um, <laughs> the 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 era of the video game movie. <laughs> this is the third week in a row we've had the same conversation and I'm pretty sure like a month ago I was like it's not going to stop this is <laughs> this is the future this is the new MCU this is it now yep we've we are rolling back the superhero movie era and we are now in the video game movie era yes um, that's good we have tons of news <laughs> so there was a thread uh from Paramount's Twitter account uh, that talked about a bunch of stuff they have coming to that platform. So one thing they, well, there's a couple things. One is that the next season of Halo 
has already been ordered or is in production or something. Halo season two is confirmed basically before season one even starts. Uh, Then in a single tweet revealed that Sonic three is in development before Sonic two ever comes out. And there's a spinoff series, a live action knuckles series on Paramount plus with Idris Elba. Jesus. I did. Yeah, I did. The Sonic yeah. universe. I mean, the first Sonic movie did really well, didn't it? It was surprisingly better than it had any right to be. Yeah. Uh, my only question is, is that uh, are they getting? They got Idris Elba for the Knuckles show. They did. Oh man, I wanted to be like The Wire. I wanted <laughs> to be <laughs> have him just be have him be Stringer Bell, but he's Knuckles. That's what I want. Price I of mean, the it's just what. I think you're chaos something. just went up. Yeah, let's do let's do a a, a chaotic detective saga. Let's do True Detective with uh, the the fucking crocodile. I was gonna say <laughs> Charmy the Bee. What is the crocodile's name? His name's Vector, and I can't believe I know Vector. that. Like, thank you, Vector. All I know is they, if they do get the crocodile, they gotta get uh, John C. Riley to voice it. That has to happen. I do find it very funny that whenever anyone describes a Sonic movie, it's never it was good. It's always it was better than it should have been, or like, right. yeah. you know, it's never like yeah, that was great. It's like uh, that was fine. It's like oh, okay. <laughs> Jim Carrey looked like he was having fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's sort of the that's the bar of video game movies now. There's no that is true. There's no good one. I mean, I could we could all make an argument for our favorite one. I I still think Silent Hill is a, actually a good movie. Um, the first Mortal Kombat movie. That's still that that's is not a good. Movie. No, Jay, no, that is, that no, is totally that is worth going back to. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. There's so, been some so fun ones. I think the Resident Evil movies are fun. the oh, The oh. thing is, none, none of them are good movies. We haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. I will say that the video game movies of today are definitely better than the video game movies of like the early to mid two thousands, where. Uwe Boll was just doing all his tax scheme movies. Mm-hmm. So I, at least they're not that bad anymore. They're getting better. I was actually just about to say Max Payne does some really interesting stuff. It doesn't do everything well, but when I was watching that, I was like, you know what? There's some cool stuff here that I just wish it wasn't like a video game time. I wish it was just allowed to do its cool thing on its own. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, the Witcher's good. The Witcher is good. Right? We have, yeah. we have that, uh, uh, Castlevania's good. I was going to say, the Castlevania anime was really good. Yeah. A lot of these video games have such long stories that I feel like they're better served being TV shows than movies. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And there's a System Shock TV series coming out. Bioshock's getting a movie. Like, that's yeah. not confirmed. Yeah, that was the other one, uh, that Bioshock. Now, was that confirmed? I think that was just... I think, I think was that con- was... Yeah, it was properly confirmed. There was a tweet about it from uh, Netflix. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, Yeah, like 100%. The the original tweet just said, like, um, I think it said, like, we all make choices, but in the end, our choices make us. It was either that or the a man chooses a slave obeys quote Mm. with a picture of a big daddy. And then Netflix's reply tweet under that was, like, in partnership with 2K and Take-Two, we're making a Bioshock film. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's going to be everything. Yeah. Every game gets a movie now. Yeah. Uh, or they'll just flame out. <laughs> they'll be bad. I mean, the thing is, I saw Uncharted last night, and like, 
it it's, it's like a, the the mildest of spoilers here. It's it the the end credit scenes absolutely one hundred percent set it up for a sequel. Um, of course, which obviously they would like. Uncharted is a is a, a series of video games, and they've got a lot to work with there. Um, and you know, like it was it was fun. It was a three out of five. It is the definition of like a three out of five action movie. Like it was just a fun little romp, and you know, I think. For some of them, that's all they really need to be. But I mean, yeah, when, yeah. When we were watching the, when we were watching the cinema, ah, when we were watching the film, uh, before the movie came up, you know how the MCU and like Marvel has their like logo with all the Marvel characters, and like then the Marvel logo comes up. Uh, before the Uncharted movie, there was like, I think it was like Aloy, Aloy, like her focus, um, Kratos's axe, and like a couple of other PlayStation things. Mm-hmm. And it said oh, like, okay. so Sony's definitely a hundred percent like setting itself up to be that new thing. Um, oh shit! In movie. Are we building up to a PlayStation's All Stars movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we know that's that's a big reason they bought Bungie. Yeah. Uh, was to turn Destiny into a multimedia franchise. Um, uh, I, I had that. another. Cool. I had another movie, video game movie, that just slipped my mind. Oh, Ruben Fleischer is also talking about Jack and Daxter now. <gasps> oh, that would be fun. Someone's actually talking about it. All right. Uh, moving on, it was a strangely big week for Resident Evil. Do hmm. tell. I don't know if you all have heard about all this stuff. Okay, so on Monday, that was Valentine's Day, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, yep. Okay, so there was like this cryptic countdown tweet from the Resident Evil Twitter. Yep. And everybody was like everybody was like, "Oh, what is it? Is it the Village expansion? Is it Resident Evil 4 again? Remake, you know? Is it that multiplayer game that was supposed to come out with Village that never came out?" <laughs> I-, I can't Reverse. even think of the name. That was Reverse, the oh, one where all the people thing. were like really small compared to the environment. <laughs> yeah, because there was a resistance uh, came out, but I forgot about the the freaking shooter that was supposed to come out. Yeah. So apparently it was a online virtual Resident Evil museum. It's just like a new website uh, for like Resident Evil history. Oh, that's and that's cool, that's kind of disappointing when you think there's gonna be big Resident Evil mo- news. But last week, late last week, I think, uh, uh, Imran at Fanbyte had a report about Resident Evil 4 Remake and how different it's going to be from the original one. Uh, According to his sources, it's going to be way scarier. They're taking a lot of the camp out. They're expanding the stories of uh, Ada and... I guess some of the other side characters, maybe, uh, what's his name? The Spanish guy. Got uh, I don't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. And that it's just going to have a, a very different tone huh. from the original, which is interesting. To is, me. is Resident Evil four, the one that's been like ported and remade and reported again and again and again and again. Is that one? Isn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Never remade. Oh, but okay. But it has. It was originally like remastered. Uh, was it? Was that for GameCube originally? It was PS2 and GameCube. I can't remember yeah. which one was first. And then there was a Wii version that had the motion. That was the version I played. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I think it was on like Android and iOS at one point. You really liked the uh, VR version, didn't you? I really like the VR version. Uh, so what's interesting is the VR version has made a number of changes from the original. Um, some of it just because for technical reasons, but some of it for tonal reasons. Like for instance, um, when you meet, I can't, I can't remember his name now, but when you meet the Spanish guy in the cabin, he makes a joke about Ashley's tits, <laughs> about how she has like big boobs. Jesus. And then, and then there's a trophy you get at the end of the game. That is also a joke about her boobs. Uh, those are gone from the VR version. Hmm. And, and <laughs> some other stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, some other stuff kind of like that, like some like misogyny and stuff. Uh and obviously like when that game came out, there were the Gamergate people were all up in arms about it. <laughs> censorship. About the censorship. The censorship. Yeah. So so and those were pretty subtle changes. I mean, it's ninety nine point nine percent the same game. Yeah. So the fact that the actual remake, you know, because that's just the VR one, who cares, right? <laughs> the actual remake is going to be drastically different from the original. These people are going to lose their goddamn minds. <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, but, you know, 3 remake was way different. 2. Oh, yeah. Infamous so it's not that surprising, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like 2 remake was practically the same but also like two's a perfect game mm. so i get i get it i can't i can't remember anything like major changing from two remake but but three remake was very they cut full sections out oh. of that game so that's interesting and then at the same time the fan made resident evil 4 uh hd uh mod came out this week so it's like it's like a weirdly very busy week for Resident Evil, specifically Resident Evil Four. <laughs> um, so you can, if you have if you have four on PC, there there's now a mod for their, an HD remaster, which I'm I'm look, very much looking forward to checking out. I think it's pretty ballsy of them to attempt to do such a drastic change because, as far as I know, Resident Evil Four is generally considered to be like the top of the Resident Evil franchise. Like, obviously, people like 2 and a couple of the other games, but usually Resident Evil 4 is the game. So for them to not only remake it, but drastically change it, I'm like, you better nail it, or else you're going to have, like, a lot of angry Resident Evil fans. Yeah. Like, 4 is considered you know, one of the best games, like, ever. Not even just in Resident Evil terms. Like, people people adore that game. So Yeah, like, remaking that is something else. I think that I, I think four is great. I think it does not hold up nearly as well as as people seem to think it does. It seems to me that there's this sort of PS2 era bias. I think that people have overwhelming nostalgia for PS2 specifically, and because four you know departed from like the fixed camera stuff of one, two, and three, it was a much more approachable game. Um, cause it's the first like third person shooter in the, in the series. Mm. So I, I think people latched onto it who weren't like necessarily Resident Evil players, um, just because of that. Uh, 
the problem with it, there's a lot of problems with that game though. It's, it's way too long and bloated. Like there, it just goes on and on and on. Um, I've played it multiple times and every time I'm like, when does this game end? (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember too much after the Napoleon fight. Like after that, it's a blank spot for me in that game. Oh yeah. Napoleon. And and then, like, the camp has guy. not really aged well at all. Like, there's there's nostalgia for it, obviously, but it's, like, it's a very dumb game. <laughs> it, a it's lot not of like it has a good story. Really dumb. <laughs> yeah. Very silly. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's, that's your Resident Evil updates. We still have the Village expansion coming this year, which, to be honest, like, uh, like uh, it seems too late. Yeah. No. I, I really feel like th- those kinds of like traditional DLC story expansions, I feel like those need to be like six months from release. Like uh like what how Spider-Man did. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that I yeah. I Wait. forgot until you said today. Like I it, and I yeah. just don't care. <laughs> I, I I village it's is tough. mid anyway, I think. So <laughs> I think that's, it's the, the, that's thing. the harshest thing I've ever heard George say about the <laughs> 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 I always have a problem with like, <laughs> um, like the Fallout DLC. Like, I always get the season passes, and I always think I'm going to play all the expansions. But then it's like a year later, and I'm like, I'm not going back to Fallout Four. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's the problem when you have to like relearn either how to play an entire game, or it's like you know you don't really know where the DLC fits into the rest of the story anymore. It's just like you know, do I go back and start a new file? Like, what do I do? It's just yeah, yeah. And to be fair, the Resident Evil Seven expansions were all pretty good, and they so came out pretty I've... soon after that game released, didn't yeah. they? Like, it feels Nothing like, it's like going on almost. Yeah, it, like, yeah it's a much it longer not... wait between the game and the DLC than it was with Seven. Yeah, I wonder if maybe four remake isn't coming out this year, and so this is going to be, so the the village expansion will be this year's Resident Evil release because now we're getting something every single year, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, we got a couple more, so let's blast through this. Uh, let's talk about this Kingdom Hearts Cloud. Port, oh, let's George. yes, please. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking mess. So, <laughs> oh no. So, oh my god. So to break this down, what they've done is they released three... They released it in three chunks. It's the 1.5 and 2.5 bundle, the 2.8, and then the and then the 3 in Remind. So it's three separate games. You can get them all together in a bundle for $90 American. It's I think it's on sale for a couple more days. It's 72 <laughs> But it's $90 for the stream version of these games. And they don't fucking work. Nope, not at all. I mean, there's no nice way to say it. They just don't work. No. And the, uh, the sad part about all of it is that everyone wants Kingdom Hearts on Switch. Uh, I mean, I've played through them so many times now that, like, I don't really want them on Switch again because it's just another like two hundred hours of my life I'd lose. But they could, <laughs> they could all be on Switch. Like, even free, I think, could be on Switch with some concessions. They just don't want to do it for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I think, and I, it's not that I want to be charitable to Square, but I think that maybe it's not necessarily the case that they're they just don't want to port these games. Mm. 
I, I, I think, well, first of all, we should have a switch pro by now. Yeah. This, the switch pro exists. There were dev kits. Like people were making games for the switch pro. And then we had a pandemic and we had a silicone shortage and it didn't happen. Like this isn't a, it's not a, like a conspiracy or anything like that's, that's literally history. Yeah. You know, I know Nintendo's not going to confirm that, but that is the case. We should have a more powerful switch. I didn't know there were known dev kits for it and stuff. Yeah. 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 The dev kits are, were out there. Yeah. So, so the thing is w- without the, the next generation of the switch, games can't keep coming out on the switch. <laughs> I mean, of course, Nintendo will make it work with first party stuff. Like Kirby's going to run just fine. Hopefully, <laughs> but, but as we're already starting to see, like there, there's a move to cloud just because they can't make this shit work. Now the first seven kingdom hearts games are like, ps2 and ds games so it's hard to make an argument that they wouldn't run on the switch natively right but i i I think that there are some things to consider like for instance the first one they lost the source code you know this right yes yes i didn't know that so so for like 1.5 like when they did the ps4 version or or i should say like ps3 wasn't it yeah when they did yeah, the PS3, and then they ported it for... Anyway, they had to use retail copies of the game to pull source code to remake that game from scratch. Mm, That's wild. So, so, like, maybe you can't just do that for the Switch, you know? I don't know. Yeah, it, I but, don't think it's as simple as people like to make out. Like, I, you know, you can be annoyed at it all you want, but you can't just say, oh... Go ahead, put them on there. Like you know, you can. Maybe there is a lot more behind it, but and maybe, maybe it would have been native on the Switch Pro, and maybe that development was happening. Mm. And then at at the point where the Switch Pro wasn't going to be a thing anymore, they were like, "Well, we could spend the next two plus years getting all these on." But at that point, we'll be looking down the barrel of the next Switch anyway. Mm. Like, so maybe it's it's just a case of, like, it really just wasn't worth it, and at least this gets Kingdom Hearts on the Switch. Are you telling me that, that Kingdom Hearts 3 is a more taxing game than The Witcher 3? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, for, I can answer this question. <laughs> uh, can, computer processing power is not a single vertical. The, the problem with big open world games is that they're very demanding on RAM. Yeah. They're very memory dependent. So that's why like you we didn't get these big sprawling open world games until like late PS3, PS4 or whatever, mm. you know. Whereas um, a, a game like Kingdom Hearts 3 is way more reliant on processing. You've got the particle effects, you've got the f- high frame rates like it's a action game where there's a lot of things happening on the screen at the same time right so so they use the hardware in different ways okay so like no i don't think kingdom hearts 3 is a more demanding game than uh than the witcher 3 but i think that they require different things from the switch that maybe the switch just ain't good at doing Mm. yeah Mm. that's a very good answer i mean my recommendation would just be cut 
every gummy ship mission from all of the games. Yeah, <laughs> there, there's, your, there's your processing power. Just, just do all the other stuff. I'll free up some space. The thing is, the, the thing about it that pisses me off is, obviously, here's Nintendo going, oh no, you don't actually like get a physical copy of the games. You just like play it via our cloud system. So what happens when they decide to turn that off? In a few years, you know, like, oh. that's it, you're done, like, that, that's your $90 down the drain. Like, no, goodbye, like, Kingdom Hearts is off Switch now. <laughs> it's... So this is the reality of all cloud streaming, yeah. right? Like, we we trust that Microsoft is not just going to shut down Game Pass, um, but it could. Um, this has been the criticism levied at uh, Stadia since day one, right? Mm. Um, in the fine print, in the shop for the Kingdom Hearts games, it says if service is ever taken offline, you'll be notified six months ahead of time. Well, what's That's that nice. um, but that doesn't change anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you still lose everything. I don't love the Game Pass comparison because while Game Pass is a subscription service that gives you access to a lot of games, those games are still available outside of the Game Pass ecosystem. Like if you want to buy a game that's currently on Game Pass, there is absolutely nothing stopping you doing that. Mm -hmm. Like you do exactly. that and that game's yours. Like without Game Pass, it doesn't matter. Game Pass just gives you access to it for a monthly fee. Whereas like Nintendo Cloud Streaming isn't that. It's it's you can have this for as long as this system and this yes. infrastructure is in place. They're not the same. For sure they're not the same. However, let me how about this? <laughs> you can play you can play a game on Game Pass, buy DLC for that game. And then that game can get taken off of Game Pass, and your DLC that you bought is just gone. True, true. Oof. You can get so, you get the if a game was on Game Pass and you had Game Pass, you can get it discounted though, right? I don't think it's a big discount. Yes, yes. You you, you would then have to buy yeah. the game to get back the DLC you already bought. Yeah, I love um, the. It's not great. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's definitely not ideal. I would be more comfortable with the cloud version of Kingdom Hearts if there was also a native version as a backup. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the but the reality is is the Switch can't do it. I I believe that. Um, and we're gonna see a lot more of it. Dying Light Two is coming as a cloud. We already have five or six other cloud games announced announced for this year, <laughs> which means that we're going to get double that in unannounced <laughs> games right like like for as long as the switch lives we're going to be dealing with cloud games Ugh. uh well maybe yeah. they'll work one day yeah even if they work right like that's yeah. only half the yeah um you know what let's take a quick break and we'll come back to talk about what do we got we got sifu Ooh. and we got the lost ark Ooh. We'll be right back. We're back for Shifu, not Sifu. That's how that's how morons would say it. But I am a cult man of culture, and I know Shifu. George, you reviewed Shifu for thegamer.com. I did indeed. You weren't meant to review it oh but you were the best at it oh well you know i'll take that crown if i have to take that crown but yeah <laughs> i'm kind of like the master of shifu like that's just my thing um 
No, well, that's kind of one of the big talking points of it is that it is a lot harder. Well, it's not as difficult now because they've patched it and made it like a bit easier. But when it when it was in the sort of review stage, it was really really difficult. Um, and so our original reviewer wasn't really expecting that. He was just like, "Oh, this looks like a really good like melee focused game." Uh, and it was like, "Oh no, you have to master this and put like time into learning every combo and move and." He just didn't want to do it. He was like, no, it, George, you're further. You go for it. Um, how, how long so, yeah. did it take you to finish it? So it took me around 12 hours, which actually isn't bad at all. Yeah. But it's like, if eight of those hours are slamming your head against the wall until you learn something, it's, you know, it feels like yeah. a while. <laughs> what's the, in terms of difficulty, What what's the closest game you can compare it to? <sighs> You know, Sekiro? Oh, no, Sekiro's kind of another level. There are times when it reminded me of Sekiro. It was like... The parrying. Yeah, because it's it's so parry-focused, yeah. And it's so, you know, close quarters. Um, But now I say that out loud, I feel like a twat, because Sekiro is, like, really, 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 really hard. Whereas Sifu is just shockingly difficult compared to how we thought it would be. Mm. Yeah, like, I never got all the way through Sekiro, but uh, to be fair, I haven't gotten all the way through Sifu either. But I can see myself being able to actually beat Sifu, whereas Sekiro, I hit a wall that I never got past. So this is definitely a lot more manageable. Have either of you played Fury? No. Uh, yes, actually, I played Fury. Is that a good comparison? Um, I'm not sure, because in Fury, it's more of a boss rush type game. Whereas this, you do work your way through an entire level of thugs on route okay. to actually fighting the boss. It's uh, it's more like uh, I don't know, like a modern version of Final Fight. It's like like this is like a beat 'em up game's like ultimate form. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. But it's so mechanic based, like it, mm. which again was a surprising thing. Like it's so. I saw on Reddit the other day. It was like they're ranking like all the moves in the game that you can unlock and one of them is called uh, i think it's called tiger claw and if you press square then triangle you like very quickly turn around and everyone's like this move sucks like i hate this move and then someone commented like oh actually it's a lot better if you realize that every single attack is different if you're facing the other direction to the enemy and, I, and literally just blew my mind i was like oh my god so like mm-hmm. there's combos upon combos depending on the direction you're facing uh and i just thought that was really cool that's just like one example of how deep it goes um other ones would be like enemies will just accidentally smack each other in the face because there's like full like contact ring i guess i call it like it's not just you're not attacking thin air if you collide something you collide something and that that rule applies to enemies as well um that's that's its biggest strength by far how deep the mechanics go uh and that's what i loved about it i would go as far to say it's the best combat system i think i've played in the game like it's I put that on the very record. very good like the only the only real like combat system that was like this before was maybe like anything that was emulating the arkham games but like mm. this goes like a step above because that one it was literally just like oh hit y whenever a guy's about to hit you and you'll you'll reverse it or whatever but this one's like you gotta parry you gotta dodge you could do like a dodge where you hold still and literally like neo dodge from like every single attack yeah. And it's just like it, it. Plus, this game has a skill that I think is literally just called crotch punch, and uh, <laughs> that's, that's the one I use. That's the one I use a lot. Uh, I don't know if it's super effective, but it's a crotch punch. 
So I'm, I'm apparently it is it. very effective. Well, um, then it was that's like why I've got as far as I have so far. <laughs> um, and so is it ro- roguelike? You get upgrades between runs? Sort of, yeah. It's complicated. Okay. It's annoying. Yeah, it's not exactly a roguelike, but like there's so there's a weird aging system to it. Uh, which I don't. There's only one game that I played. There was a game I reviewed a while back. It was called like Chronos. It was like the uh, the prequel to Remnant from yeah. the Ashes. And it was a VR that one, game. Uh, it was a VR game. The version I actually reviewed was it when they took it off of VR and made it just into a normal like yeah. Souls like type game. And that was the only other game I could think of that had an aging system like this one, where when you die you basically age up. So you'll go from like 20 to 21. And then if you die really quickly, the years add on. So you'll go from 21 to 23 to 23 to 26. Like if you don't get better at it, by the time you reach the second level, you could be like 63 years old and wandering into this club trying to beat people up as an old man. And you're like, are you like (laughs) slower and weaker? Uh, You get less health as you age up, but you do more damage. So you go... So you basically you go down quicker, but you also can beat up people faster. So it's like a weird trade off. Huh. Yeah, it's, interesting. It's the the so that the aging system's like one part of. And Jamie actually did like a, a really good descri- job describing it then because I was kind of thinking, I've always found it difficult to describe like how the kill counter works as you die more, you'll age more. Um, mm-hmm. But then every time you die is an opportunity to go into the skill tree and spend some of your XP on skills and mm. they're at first they're only for that run right so it'll only you can get the like a sweeping kick but you've only got it for as long as you like keep going through the level um but then if you pour if you basically buy the skill again like during that run you do that five times you'll like permanently unlock it so the real trick to play in the game is to just like basically grind out a few levels get some of the skills permanently unlocked and then restart it all over again with those skills, and you—that's that's basically how you get through, I'd say. Yeah, you basically want to keep your youth uh, through like each level because, like, when you beat the first level, the age that you beat that level with is the age you have going forward. So, if you beat the first level and you're 42 years old, you enter the second level at 42 years old, and every time you restart the second level, you'll always be. 42 years old unless you restart the first level and do better going into level and level level beyond is this is is it good design or is it needlessly complicated because it sounds very convoluted it it flow it flows yeah it makes sense in the game okay yeah like jamie and i like it it sounds like a like really mathematical and really you know it is really just about surviving surviving and upgrading your skills and learning all of the game's mechanics um and that it 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 depends how you feel about that in a game like i personally i love trying to master a game i love like trying to get all the skills down like like splunky for example one of my favorite games ever that is all about learning everything the game throws at you so you can counter it um and in sifu like that's that's literal like it's Mm. (laughs) like literally countering punches um that's what's cool about it it just if, if you're willing to put in the time it's it is incredible yeah like the first time i made it past the first level i was definitely probably i think i was in my 60s i was like 63 64 and i didn't la- i think i died twice and i was already out of the second level 
And then that's when I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta grind. I gotta get better at this. And so eventually I got to a point where I could reach the second level at the age of 23. And now it's just like trying to get past that second level with all my youth intact yeah. to make the rest <laughs> of the game easier. They've made um, uh, the second level a lot easier. Apparently the patch, a patch, I think it was yesterday, oh, okay. has, has massively nerfed the, game the boss. <laughs> no, because the third and fourth levels are going to kick your ass. They suck. <laughs> I'm always really, I'm always really dubious when they nerf things immediately um like specifically difficulty because i feel like how how intentional was your design if you're willing to immediately like scale everything back when people start complaining you know like yeah i almost wonder if in that case maybe it's better to have like a difficulty slider like would that be because then you could be like for all the people who are like you know don't change the difficulty i like it the way it is they could stay but if someone are having an issue they can have the option to turn down the difficulty a bit well, they should always, they should always be options. I, I think, yeah, like, like I feel like this is one of those opportunities that they could have added extra difficulties or something. Mm. I, I, I'm somewhere in the middle on it. Um, I believe all games should have as many accessibility options as possible, and that should include mm. difficulty. But I feel like a big part of Sifu's charm and its identity is is that it's difficult, right? So yeah. I don't like if you if you played it on easy and you were able to just look really cool doing like karate moves and just get to the end like that's that's still like a fun experience but I think you do lose something in that case like I think being able to get there yourself the the satisfaction of that ties into the idea like the question the game's all about is one life enough to know kung fu like it's all about actually, obviously not learning kung fu but it's all about learning the game's mechanics to get through mm -hmm. it. So it's like it's a it's a big discourse thing, isn't it? Like difficulty is always going to cause those kind of conversations. Man, when you get a lot into of like a, yes. when you get into like a good flow state in this game, and you are just running through people, dodging them, parrying them, beating them up, smashing their heads in with like a lead pipe, like it's it's satisfying because when you play those levels originally, they're so goddamn hard that you get your ass kicked by just a couple of people who are behind the bar bartending. They just do flips out from behind the bar and start kicking your ass, and you're like, I can't even beat up the bartender. How am I going to beat up the boss? <laughs> and when you get past that point in a game like that, it's so satisfying to like bang their heads into like the counter and be like, ha I finally figured this out, and you feel like a god. And I will admit, when you nerf the difficulty a bit, and then you're just like, well, I, I can literally beat the boss by just looking at him. That is a bit disappointing. But the option should be there. Like, you know, that, that, that yeah. I think every, like George said, every game should have a difficulty option for those because not everybody's going to be able to go into a Dark Souls or Elden Ring, which is coming up, and have a shot in the hell of doing it because those games are hard. And they might not have the time to sit there and, you know, get good. So just having them have a chance to actually get into the game and experience it at their leisure, that should always be an option. Mm. Yeah, the other issue around the difficulty is that i don't think it was very well communicated that it was the one of these games yeah uh, at least through like the yeah, i had no idea going in yeah i don't i don't think anybody did and it seems to me that you do have some kind of responsibility to communicate before people buy it that like hey this is a this is a very specific kind of game for people that like extreme challenges right yeah well, i agree mm-hmm they they always yeah, they did always say it was like I I want to jump and defend 
mentioned it, but like I, I think back and I'm like, I never expected it to be difficult. Like the the idea of the aging mechanic implies that you do die a lot, but like, yeah, it, it did come out of left field. Um, for me, obviously, I'm a little bit biased because there's the whole fact of like being good at it and the sort of like whirlwind of getting to review it and like the situation behind that like makes you think of it fondly in that surprising difficulty. But like for anyone else, I can totally see looking forward to this and then not being able to get past the second level. Like that's gonna suck. Yeah, like I originally thought this was going to have a difficulty on par with the Arkham games because when you play like any of the Arkham games on like normal difficulty, like you might run into the occasional challenge, but for the most part, you're able to beat up all the thugs relatively like well. So yeah. when you jump into this and instantly in the first level, you're just like dead, dead. I'm getting old, dead. I'm an old man, dead. It's like it's very, it's very surprising. I was not expecting this to be like a very difficult game. But uh, I didn't it because of that. I mean, does it even do a good job of like communicating that it gets easier as you like unlock stuff? To be honest with you, I didn't even actually know that there were permanent unlocks until I think I read one of the articles on our site. Because I just thought like, oh, you just do this. And then I did. I was always curious, like, what does it mean by permanent unlock? What do I have to do for that? And then I, it wasn't until later I figured out like, oh, oh, I shouldn't just be buying random skills each run. I should be trying to actually get one of these skills permanently unlocked. Mm -hmm. yeah. I didn't feel I, like I they might have communicated that. I might have just missed it because I'm I'm not, you know, the smartest person in the world. But like uh <laughs> yeah, I I I did not know until I read about it. It it's yes and no. So the permanent unlocks personally that took that took me a bit to figure out as well. Um because I was did that isn't communicated to you. Um and it's not always made clear how the aging system works at first like you do have to figure that out like with everything in this game you have to figure it out um but they do give you like key cards and like um just keys for doors that basically let you do shortcuts that let you get to the boss without running through the level all over again um mm -hmm. and that was sort of the first sign to me that like there were mechanics in there to let you manage time yourself and not always like you're not just grinding out the same level over and over and over and over again you do have the choice mm -hmm. to go straight to the boss um but again yeah it's like it's like a split like um for every mechanic it does explain well there's a lot it doesn't mm. i also want to bring up the other controversy about this game which has to do with mm -hmm. the the cu mm -hmm. cultural appropriation and the um the identity of the studio that made it uh this is something that um, our fellow features editor, uh, Ki Hoon has been covering, uh, extensively. So I want to link all of their coverage, um, in the description. I, I would encourage you to, um, to seek out that perspective because I, I, I think that's really important. Um, no, I don't think it has any impact on like the quality of the game and like the things we're talking about. We're talking about like the gameplay and the mechanics and the flow, but I, I think uh, I think this is an important conversation too. Yeah, I uh, agree. Just maybe yeah. not not one that we're qualified to have. Uh, but yeah. thankfully, thankfully we uh, we do have someone at, at the gamer who uh, has a lot of insight. So I will link all that in the description. Please take a look. Mm. Um, yeah, I will admit the uh, the story of this game is not the strongest. It's mm. not like it's basically as generic as uh, this kind of story. It's just like you killed my father, prepare to die. That's a that's essentially the entire story. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, okay, what was your score, George? Uh, I gave it a four out of five. We will link your review as well. Uh, I played a different game this week. Tell us about it. It was called Lost Ark. Maybe you've heard of it. Oh, Isn't yeah, that like a yeah, really I small game? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a little indie game, right? This little indie game that has over a million people playing at any given time. <laughs> it's it's uh it's astounding the numbers this game has hit, right? Like yeah. within within twenty four hours of release, which that this doesn't include like the three day early access that you got as like a founder. So there were people playing all week, but the game officially came out on Friday, free to play, uh, ARPG MMO, PC exclusive. This game came out on Friday and within 24 hours had 1.3 million concurrent players, which makes it the second highest concurrent player count ever. Now, number one, number one was PUBG, which at launch had like six and a half million <laughs> players. So I don't think any game will ever get those numbers. Like, I don't know if that'll ever happen again. But it's going to make Fortnite too. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I didn't think this. And that's the other thing. Yeah, Fortnite is not on Steam. So who knows? Really? Like, who knows what, what Fortnite's concurrent is? But yeah, like, I, I, I never thought uh, we'd we get a release like this, certainly not a free to play Korean MMO that nobody had really heard of, but um, I, it's just kind of a, I guess it's a perfect storm of like great word of mouth, all the biggest streamers kind of like being done with final fantasy 14 for now, like not on wow. Like it, it just seemed like Asmongold and, you know, all the huge Twitch streamers were like really ready for this one, um, which you can see it's also like the biggest game on Twitch, too. So everybody just sort of, I guess, encouraged their friends to play with them. They um, they cut out. I, I played a bunch of the betas, too. And there used to be this prologue for each character. You'd have to play a couple hours and like every class had its own starting storyline mm. they cut all of that out it's just like a animation now they just do like a little cutscene and tell you what happened in that prologue i have a question about that because i i've i've dipped my toe into lost ark because yeah. uh i've made videos for that and sifu which you can see over on the gamer youtube channel plug plug but um <laughs> i i didn't know you could play those originally so you mean to tell yes. me that all those little videos for each class that plays before that was a playable prologue that that was a multi-hour playable prologue. What yeah. I would have loved. Those stories were so they were so much better than the main story. <laughs> Honestly, story I I kind of agree. the The issue was they they were solo. I still would rather. I've been playing the game on my own for the most part, so like that wouldn't have changed anything for me. Like those prologues looked so much like I I chose what was it? I chose a a gunner character. And literally, like the pro is like the Frankenstein lab. Yes, yeah, we got to play experimenting on people. Yeah, I'm like that looks so much cooler than you know. Hey, have you found those arcs yet? It's like (laughs) I I don't care about this. Let me go fight the evil scientist. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm on, I'm on both sides of this because it's nice that you can just jump right in and go now. But they did cut out a bunch of really cool shit. At the very um, least, they could have been included in the game, maybe as like a side quest or something, like to tie it into your class. So yeah. the choice isn't even there; like you can't do it if you want to do it. 
You can't do it. Hmm. It's just a video now. Yeah. I, which, which I can't, I can't believe that. Like, I thought it was suspicious that all the videos for each class were like really detailed and go into a huge backstory that you can't access at all. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of videos if you want to watch somebody else play it, but <laughs> um, this game, uh, aside from all the things I mentioned, like the hype train, there's no reason this should be the biggest game of all time. Like, Not at all. It's just Diablo MMO, which it, it's good at that, but it, I don't think it really does anything too different. In fact, the whole time I, would play, I was playing it, I'm like, isn't this kind of just Path of Exile a little bit? So, but. so lo it becomes Lost Ark once you finish the story. And this is mm. true for a lot of MMOs. Um, and Lost Ark has a much shorter campaign than most MMOs. I mean, you can you can get through the story at a fairly leisurely pace in about 20 hours. Now, for something like Shadowlands or uh, Endwalker, like a big MMO expansion, those are easily twice as long just to get through the story. Um, so Lost Ark has a pretty short campaign, and once you finish it, that's when the game starts, which is, you know, that's the meme, right? That's that's the whole deal with MMOs. My problem is that the story is a way more of a slog than any other MMO I've ever played. The, yeah, the structure it's, it's and the pacing great. of it is painful. And I don't think that it's going to keep these numbers up for very long at all. Now, like, that's normal for any game. Like, things have huge launches and then fall off. But I don't think people are going to get through this campaign, even though it's only about 20 hours. It's just such a... The problem is, th this is how MMOs work, right? You have a big open map, and you go to a quest hub, and you talk to everybody, and you get a bunch of quests, and they all overlap, and then you go out in the field, and you just kill shit for a while. And you mm -hmm. rinse and repeat. That's not really how Lost Ark works. Lost Ark has these... Every map is just this tiny sequence of corridors, very like narrow passageways, and every zone has like one quest hub that's got one guy that has the main quest, and then maybe a side quest. And those main quests are like... They're not like, go kill 50 things. They're like, go kill two things and then come back. And I got to say, 20 hours of that, of like, talk to the guy, go kill two things, come talk to the same guy, go read a tablet, come talk to the same guy, pick up a barrel and move it over here. Like a ton of the quests are like, pick up this thing and walk slowly over here and set it back down. They're so basic. Like I, I'm, I guess I'm relatively early on. I'm at the part where I just reached like the plague swamp and I'm going to meet these monks and everything like that. And a lot of the quests up leading up to this point have literally been like, you know, hello, adventurer, go do this. You go do it. Go back to the guy. All right, here you go. Go to this guy. He's over there. Go talk to him now. And that's like everything for like the, for like, everything I've played has been talk to a guy, do a thing, talk to the guy again. And he'll tell you to go talk to another guy. So, I mean, and that is the MMO structure, but it's just the so, the way that it's handled in Lost Ark is just like really puts a spotlight on how tedious and banal the whole process is. Mm -hmm. um, you can't get lost in the world. You don't have this big 
these giant zones to explore and you don't get enough things to do at once that you can just like, okay, it's time to go quest. And then you go, uh, I need to kill 10 of these guys. I need to pick up five of these things. Like you don't get these, uh, these back and forths where now I'm questing. Now I'm in the town. It's just, it's just ping ponging from one thing back, one thing back, one thing back for 20 hours. And it's pretty brutal. And on top of that, they've done some, they've, I, I don't know what the original release looked like because this game came out two years ago uh, there in, in Korea. And then it changed a lot before it released in like Russia and some other places. And it's gone through some iterations. There's something going on with this story where it's clearly been condensed of several different campaigns. Because at one point, like halfway through, you do this giant set piece battle, like a like um the a battle of the two towers basically uh and it's great it's like it's this it's this giant war and you reclaim the throne and you put the king back in the castle and you do a a, a campaign mission called the final battle well that's not the end of the game not even close the next thing that you do is a completely different story about this like clown monster guy and this like cult of clown demons that has nothing really nothing to do with that first story there's really like five campaigns in the in the main campaign and so because you never get a sense of how close you are to the end you're it never feels like you're really building towards anything it makes it feel so much longer than it actually is that is utterly bizarre that you reach the final battle beat the final battle and then immediately afterwards like okay now here are some clowns. Here's the clown demon. Here come so the clowns. I, I have no idea what you guys are talking about right now. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I've played the game, and even I like. Uh, there are times where I hear people talking about this game, and having played it, I still go like, I I don't know what you're talking about. What is what is that? What do you, what do you, like? I feel like I I've I haven't I don't have extensive experience with MMOs because even at a young age I could tell that if I ever got into like a World of Warcraft it would probably suck in my soul and I would be <laughs> stuck in there forever. So I never really got into them. So this is like you know I've played Path of Exile which is kind of MMOE uh, and I've t I've dipped into a couple of others and this one like. Ah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Like it's, uh, it, it, it just doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like the kind of game that should be like everyone's biggest game right now. It should be the game that like knocked Pokemon Arceus off of its rele relevancy perch. Like it just mm. shocks me that this is the big thing because it's just kind of a another game. I, I am not gonna, I'm not here to bash it because I there's some really great things about it. Um, the the combat is very fun for for an action rp rpg i when i imagine like uh diablo 4 i hope that it is a lot like this game um because it's very it's very active uh and reactive in a way that diablo 4 or diablo 3 and like path just kind of aren't you don't just like stand there and and do your rotation like you can uh, respond you've got a dodge you've got other mobility uh actions you your your abilities more active there's like combos there's like things you have to charge up um so i i think that the combat is good the animations are very good 
it, it's a beautiful game. It's like the really high resolution rendered, awesome backgrounds, cool environments. The dungeons are like, have, have some great set pieces. Um, I, I think like there, there's a high level of polish. And then in the end game, it just gets massive. Like, uh, it, it is a, it is a sink your life into a type of MMO. Um, but boy, is it hard. Is it hard to push through? <laughs> like, there's. Yeah. I mean, again, the gameplay is very, very competent. Uh, it's like I. The one thing I, I guess I do like that they uh, about getting past the prologues, just kind of skipping everybody up to level ten, is that when you start the game, you just already have like six or eight skills, yeah. ready to go in your in your skill slots, and you're just like, oh, okay, I just got moves already. Let's go. So that's kind of nice. It's nice when a game just says, screw it. Here's all your stuff. Go. Uh, it's, it's just, it does, it just feels like another, another Diablo-like. And I guess I've just played too many games that are like these top-down isometric RPG looter type games. Maybe just, maybe I'm just cynical. I mean, you, you really <laughs> haven't gotten to any of the stuff that makes it an MMO yet. Like you, you yeah, probably, you haven't true. even seen the career, like, Pretty soon it gets to a point where you've got uh, trees to saw down, metal to mine. You can hunt. Uh, you can fish. You're collecting herbs. Like it's got this whole like career thing that it introduces during the story. You could just live in this game. You <laughs> never have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then eventually you get a ship, and you start sending to other continents, and the ship has a whole like fishing. Uh, upgrade whatever like there there's so much uh so much going on in this game um, that is true i i have noticed a lot of discourse over the fact that you go sailing in this game i have maybe maybe once i get my boat maybe maybe i'll suddenly be like this huh. game is everything i've ever wanted uh it's also pay to win for sure mm. like oh, you, you gotta you gotta buy your boosters and your upgrade mats and um, of course you don't have to buy the stuff, but the game has PVP. So if you want to be com competitive in a, a PVP environment, you better be prepared to, you know, spend money. There's so many different types of overlaying currencies and it's very, I mean, it's just very Korean MMO. If you've played, if you've played a lot of like free to play Korean games, it's got those like percent to, of uh percent to upgrade but your item might break like all that kind of stuff um yeah i i don't know i don't know what two months from now what the lost ark community looks like i what am does, uh what does the new world community look like right now this is another <laughs> amazon game and that was big when it came out and i'm like curious like if that's like if this game has like sucked up any players from that, or if that game is still going strong, no. I haven't heard much about New World lately. Yeah, no. New World's problems were way more apparent from the very beginning. Um, yeah, that game was on the struggle bus from day one. I don't think I, I think this like game obviously will continue to get refined, and there will be content updates. But I don't think it's like. You know, New World had a completely broken economy from day one. Like, um, 
I, I think I think this is a game an MMO that actually works and is proven after being out for a few years mm. uh, in other mm. regions. I just find it interesting that this seems to be Amazon's kind of like game strategy is like big MMOs that somehow become crazy popular for a few months. Like I feel like there's just going to be they're just going to release a new one of these every six months now. Well, they were doing they were doing the Lord of the a new Lord of the Rings MMO, but they just canceled it. Mm. Uh, last year mid last year um yeah i mean certainly amazon needs to be taken seriously as a publisher and and developer now like two just massive massive successes um obviously new world has fallen off but there was a lot of massive massive failures leading up to those successful uh, successes rather success holes the six those successfuls yes (laughs) Um, it's, it's free. So like, check it out. You can, uh, you can be a gun lancer, you know, you can be, uh, you can be a devil may cry. One of my characters is a devil may cry. You're speaking my language a little bit more now, but I went with the class that gets the big, the big ass cannon. That's the one I I went with the big explosions. Yeah. The artillery. Yeah, that's my guy. There's, I think there's five different gun type classes. There's like the sharpshooter with the bow. Then you can be the one that uses rifles. There's one that has a bunch of different guns. There's one that has like cannons and bombs and stuff. It's weird too that they're in the gunner and martial artist classes. There's like two classes of two subclasses that are tied to a gender. So if you want to be like. Every every class is gender specific. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird that like if you want to be like a certain kind of martial artist, you can only do it as a guy, yeah. and there's only one subclass for the male martial artist, and then it's the opposite for gunner. There's one special subclass for a female gunner. Right, and the rest of them have to be male. Yeah, yeah. I always thought I thought it was like that's a weird way to go about it, but okay. Is this is very go. this is very typical for Korean games. Uh, oh yeah, the rationale is that they make the gear for the classes and they mm. and it's a resource situation where they like you know they know they can make all the gear for the sharpshooter because it's all female and it can all be like unique and more detailed than if they had to make both genders or whatever i don't know we we've heard the it's too hard to make both genders argument for lots of games tarkov did the same shit it's not great it's not i, I don't love it they only um, have the resources to give one class the the pretty gunner gear. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Basically, um, yeah. I mean, I uh, I have just gotten to level fifty and just sort of the world has sort of opened up to me to see all the cool shit that I can do now with raids and like the the more interesting dungeons and stuff. So I don't. I definitely don't have full impressions. We have a review on the site from I think it was Harry, right? Uh yeah, I think yeah, Harry gave it a five, right? Yeah, he's Harry gave it a five out of five and he's put oh, a, damn. a couple hundred hours in already. So I'll link that review in the description. I have a very early perspective, but I just gotta say I like if if you're having a hard time with it, tr- try to push through. Don't do the side quests. Don't stop for anything but just mainlining that story and knocking it out. Because the problem is if you do the side quest and you try to like 
take your time and do other stuff, you'll hit level 50 before you finish the story and you still have to finish the story. So you're just not progressing. You're just like trying to get through the story at that point. So just like hammer that story as hard as you can at the like 15 hour mark, you go to this Island where everybody is like teeny tiny and you get shrunk down like Alice and you go live in their tiny village and you get to ride around on a ladybug and you fight like giant crows and stuff. I mean, they're regular size crows, but they're giant to you. And that part's great. So that sounds, that actually sounds fun. Yeah. Push through to that stuff. Uh, that stuff's really cool. The, the village has like the, the bridges are made out of old book spines and the ramps are made out of playing cards. That's cool. freaking delightful. It's right? great. It was more of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You have to get through like five deserts and like 14 forests before you get to uh, the Makoko village. But there's there's great stuff happening in this game throughout. And the dungeons are really good, too. Um, yeah. That's what I have to say about that. Uh, you guys want to do listener questions real quick? Sure. All right, cool. We had uh, the Nintendo Direct last week. And so we asked, we got a couple of responses here. Uh, we wanted to know what people thought about the Direct and what their favorite part was and and or what wasn't there that they were hoping for. Uh, George, did you have any any thoughts on that? So missing, anything missing would of course be um, Breath of the Wild 2. Because I just yeah. I just want that. I know they said it was up till summer, like first half twenty twenty two, but I just I just want Breath of the Wild too. Like just, just announce anything about it, please. Like mm-hmm. give me something. Uh, and the bit I liked the most was Kirby all the way. That, yeah. that him swallowing the car is just great. It's just made some amazing memes. Uh, and I'm a big I'm a big Kirby fan. So Forgotten Land just can't come soon enough. Jamie, what do you think? Uh, I mean, overall, I thought it was a pretty okay direct. Um, definitely Breath of the Wild 2 is the one that I was surprised we didn't even get like a new trailer for because I, I thought that was, that's rumored to be out this year. And I feel like the longer we go without any news about it, the more likely it is that it's being delayed till next year. Oh, it's so not this year. It's so not this year. Yeah. I have a very good feeling that we're not getting Breath of the Wild 2 this year. Yeah. So, yeah, because if, if we were, we would have at least gotten, like, a one-minute, like, quick little teaser trailer with, like, maybe a release date that's, like, you know, like, summer 2022 or fall 2022 or something like that. Just kind of a hint. So, without just that, news. yeah, that's pretty much... Yeah, just some news, please. Yeah, something. <laughs> yeah. Even if they had done the thing they did for Metroid Prime 4, where they're like, it exists, and it, it, it's still coming. Stop panicking. Like, even something like that would have been good. <laughs> Uh, in terms of what I really liked in it, uh, I mean, I'm a big Advance Wars fan, so I'm really glad to see that looks like it's going to be a really good remake, reboot, whatever it is of that. Uh, and also, I have been playing the hell out of Earthbound. Mm. I loaded that up on my Switch, and that is my new Switch game. Like, nice. Probably like my eighth playthrough of Earthbound, but man, that game that game holds up better than a lot of games uh made in the last 20 years like that game is in almost perfect is chrono trigger on nintendo switch online too i don't think it is no because mm. if no, it was i would have played that to death too by now yeah uh i really need a silk song update i need a hollow knight update and i need yes. 
a uh, Metroid Prime trilogy on the Switch. You and all of the YouTube chatters during every direct. <laughs> yeah. Where's Silk too. Song? No Silk Song? This sucks. No Silk Song? Yeah. <laughs> Killing me. It's true. Uh, okay. We got a couple of responses here. Uh, Rosalie said, I'm still hoping they'll one day announce a Skies of Arcadia remaster for the Switch. And of course, mm. that Wind Waker HD Twilight Princess HD release for the Switch. After Chrono Cross's announcement, I actually don't think a Skies of Arcadia remake is as crazy as it sounds. Mm -hmm. Like, that could totally happen now. Like, Chrono Cross, I think, has much less uh, value than Skies of Arcadia. So I would not be surprised to see that happen one day. Yeah, and then the the Zelda ports, those, I can't believe we don't those weren't just launch like here's all the yeah, Zelda games like what not? are we waiting for they gave us twilight princess and skyward sword like you could give us uh wind waker and you already have it done just even just take the wii u version just slap that on the switch twilight princess is still only on wii u though we, we oh is only it only oh, skyward sword so all we have is skyward sword and the remake of Link's awakening and breath of the Jesus. wild yeah yeah, yeah, they should just have all of the Zeldas ready to go on all of their systems from launch. That should just be a thing. Link to the Past is on NSO, I think. Or Zelda yes, 1 I and 2 are right. too. But yeah. And I yeah, I'm pretty sure Ocarina and Majora, are they both on uh, expansion pack? Uh Ocarina is and then Majora's coming. Yeah. Incoming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh okay, Andrew uh, really liked the Mario Kart 8 news. Mm -hmm. he, he said, kind of hoping Mario uh, Kart 8 expansion will make Mario Kart 8 a regular part of my playtime for the foreseeable future. George, you don't like it? I, I'm mixed on it. I There's good and bad, right? Like, I can totally see, see it as a good thing, but I, I kind of just want to do Mario Kart 9 now. Um... I don't think you're going to see that till the next Switch. Did uh, Was there ever any response over the new tracks apparently being like a graphical downgrade from the current tracks? Because there was I that saw, Yeah, we talked about that last week, but then I saw something. One of the screenshots doesn't match the icon. Like we can see the icon for the track in the, in the pass, but then we saw a screenshot of the track and the two look different. So there's some yeah. hope that what we saw isn't like final or whatever. Um, but yeah, well, if they got the tracks already that like that much completed, then I, I imagine they could just touch it up a bit with a couple other things. What we saw in the trailer could even be like not the final product, so it could very well be a lot better when it comes out. Hopefully, hopefully they definitely look worse. Mm. Uh, and then finally, Brain said, "Where are the me's, Reggie?" Uh, which is a fair <laughs> question. <laughs> Miss Reggie, I do not like the new the characters in Switch Sports. They look, they should just be me's. I don't get it. I don't know why they're weren't not. The, just me's. Uh, weren't the characters of the little Nintendo executives me's though? They, they were. were. Yeah, they, those were. Yeah, so I think I don't there get are me's. I think there are me's, but you could also choose to be one of just the regular player characters. I might be wrong about that, but that's what it looked like. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Uh. <laughs> Okay, next week, uh, in honor of Horizon Forbidden West, tell us your favorite open world games and why. 
that's what uh, that's what that'll be our question next week. We'll talk about our love for the open world genre. That's it for the show this week, boys. Thanks for mm. chatting, <laughs> Shifu. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>